the pro-democracy movement in Tonga says it has a mandate for change after winning 70% of the vote in the kingdom's first poll since rioting destroyed much of the capital in 2006. The country is the last in the Pacific where the position of the monarch is enshrined in the constitution with the power to appoint the cabinet and prime minister. And while a reduction in this power is scheduled to take place by 2010, political change is challenging the tiny country. Our Pacific Issues correspondent Richard Palmatato was in Tonga for the recent elections and has filed this report. The tolling bell draws Tongans to worship. Sunday, most of the 100,000-strong Christian population make their way to the churches found all over the country. Sunday is the day of rest. Few shops open, commercial aircraft are not permitted to fly, and most spend time with family and friends. These values are deeply embedded in the national psyche, which when combined with a hierarchical social system often frustrates those inside Tonga after more political power. They can bemuse those outside the kingdom who question the slow pace of change. The chairman of the Tongan Civil Society Organization, Siotami Javier, says despite signs of change, tradition is still very strong. There's certain expectation and cultural upbringing that where we are brought up here in Tonga with in our relationship to the king, to the nobility, to our aunties, to our father. And in this particular structure, I mean, one has to show respect by lowering yourself. And that is within your family, in the community, at the nobility and at the, at the royalty. And by that we show respect by uh, seating ourselves lower, which most of cases we have to be on the floor or while they are on the chair. And secondly, keeping our distance a little bit away uh, from them. Eh? For me, as an ordinary Tongan, I mean, this is the, just the way we are. And we were uh, brought up with it. Uh, I think that uh, most of us Tongans uh, don't see this behavioral respect that we show uh, because we grew up with it. Eh? I think not until you are exposed to the outside that you start seeing the differences. Pro-democracy candidates won six out of nine parliamentary seats on offer for ordinary representatives in the election, despite speculation they would face a possible backlash because of the riot in November 2006. Eight people were killed in the violence, sparked by a political rally calling for democratic reforms to the parliament. The government has since agreed to introduce reforms by 2010 that would give most of the legislature's seats to popularly elected candidates. Siotami Javier says although political change is now on the agenda, cultural issues will influence the final shape. Democracy is an issue for us, and I think that most Tongan uh, would like to see some uh, democracy happen in Tonga, but I don't think that we have really 
um, disgusted to really see what type of democracy that fits for Tonga, a Tongan democracy that reflects our way of life and our culture and, uh, and uh, the structure of our society. That is where uh, the current difficulty in uh, what uh, other see as uh, uh, proposed by the uh, pro-democracy uh, movement is a full democracy of Tonga. And what probably where the government or more on a conservative side are looking at a democracy that sort of uh, reflect the three pillars of the Tongan society where you have the royalty, the king, and then when you have the nobility class, and then the people, where they probably see uh, a democracy where you live uh, in harmony uh, with those uh, three structures. Mr Javier's approach is in contrast to the impatience of Akalisi Pohiva, the long-time campaigner for political change, seen by many as the father of the democratic movement in Tonga. As results were broadcast two weeks ago, it was clear early on that Mr Pohiva was back. He was returned to Parliament by 11,290 votes, more than 4,000 votes clear of the next most popular candidate. The former police minister, Clive Edwards, also won a seat. Along with two other MPs, they form a group of five who each face charges of sedition over the riot in Nukualofa that saw much of the capital torched. Of the remaining elected MPs, the three not in Akalisi's camp are seen as supportive of reform, though moderate. Mr Pohiva, unrepentant over the riot, wants political change before 2010, despite the spectre of being found guilty, which will see him out of Parliament. The most appropriate thing to do for Parliament and for the Committee of People's Committee for Political Reform is to go back to the issue, go back to the original proposal, and that is the political reform. And I think uh, it should be the first, uh, uh, most appropriate uh, uh, item for Parliament is to, co- is to discuss, co- is to continue the dialogue on the proposal. The pro-democratic movement supports the government's plan, which proposes a more than doubling of the number of ordinary representatives elected to Parliament. However, Mr Pohiva says other changes, such as stripping the king of his powers, have still to be agreed. We have uh, the same number of people's representatives to be elected by, by the people, and that is 17. And uh, nobles will continue to retain the nine seats, uh, altogether 26. Uh, this is the format, and this is the number of uh, representatives of the people we, uh, I would like to see happen. The other issue, like who will elect or appoint the Prime Minister, I think uh, that issue still remains to be, to be settled. Mr Pohiva's group wants the Prime Minister to be elected by Parliament and rejects a government proposal to allow the King to choose four representatives. For now, though, Mr Pohiva is happy to negotiate. Before the election, he took his message around rural communities where there's confusion about what political reform will mean. 
In the small village of Vautu'u, a portable generator powers the lights of a tin packing shed, where men from young to old sit around cross-legged on mats with bare feet in a circle. They drink kava and talk politics, a scene replicated across the country. They quietly question what changes might be in store to the present structure, where King George Tupo V is at the top, and below him 33 nobles, who each have two votes to elect nine nobles to Parliament. The men in the packing shed are included on the commoners' roll that votes in nine ordinary members spread over the whole country. Depending on the island where they are enrolled, they vote for between one and three candidates. Political change may see an electoral system based on one vote per person. Filetti Eki speaks for the group. For me, the economic situation is the most important thing for me concerning with this uh, political uh, uh, change. And do you want to see more democracy in Tonga so that you have more people from the commoners voted in? I'm not very sure about that because there's no um, clear model from these changes. Okay, I really want it as long as it will end up in a good economic uh, situation in which we, the common people, can uh, have more uh, benefit economically. On the other hand, trying to get uh, more power, especially uh, coming from the royal, well, uh, it's really clear that they said that uh, they will not touch the debt. But uh, I'll come back to my point. I hope that this will uh, bring a, a good or a better economic situation for us. Mr Eki wants any political change to incorporate Tongan culture and would find it difficult if more democracy meant more MPs and losing his customary right to land. All Tongan men are entitled to eight acres for farming from either their noble or the government, and once given, it cannot be taken back. Some fear political change will see such rights vanish. As people voted, were some of these things on their minds. This election also saw the only female elected people's representative lose her seat, leaving the Attorney-General, Alisi Tomoi Piao, appointed by the King, the sole woman in Parliament. None of the women standing came close to winning, with the highest polling female candidate, Mele Amanaki, coming sixth out of 28 candidates contesting the three seats on Tongatapu. Sister Katie Anna Kononga is a Catholic nun who backed Miss Amanaki. With a doctorate in missiology, which combines theology and anthropology, she runs education courses for Tongan women on everything from identity to sexuality. There's nothing to stop women from being in the, in the politics. There's nothing to stop the women from being in parliament. And it's not because uh, women have less uh, education or less uh, gift from God. Eh? It's both the same, uh, men and women. And also women have what I call the feminine genius, special gift of women that will also help to bring about um, a good government and also the imbalance of just having men only bring out that the, it's the nature of the world to have women and men together to complete about a whole a picture. But um, 
it didn't turn out that our woman went, you know, got a vote in. She had some votes, and and what I got from people, it said, oh, it was good, it could have a woman there, but it's not yet, it's not the time yet. Sister Katie says tradition may account for that, a point taken up by the self-proclaimed leader of the democratic movement, Akalisi Pohiva, who is giving women no special treatment. Whole society, including women, uh, of course, they are not yet ready, they are not yet prepared to give full support to women to be part of parliament. I'm not saying that all women here in Tonga, but I think there's still a majority of women who look or who consider parliament as a function, as a role of men. I think in the future women will, but uh, at this point of time, at this stage, I know that there are still a majority of women who do not really support the idea of having women as part of our parliamentary system. Sister Katie says that's not good enough and there must be more inclusive discussion about political change led by people other than the so-called pro-democracy leaders. There's a lot of uh, background study that we need to look at, especially the, what, the change of constitution. We need to look at our constitutions and look at the change. And then we must look at the whole. What is the impact of that for the whole society? Because... I see we are touching a little part, but the big thing is the absolute ruler is still the king, you know, and it doesn't matter what we do, what change we make, if the king is still hold a rule, absolute rule in everything, it should still be the same. So I think we need to look at the whole system eh, from top to the bottom round before we could, uh, eh? but it, I, I believe it's, they say it's a part, it's a beginning. Eh? But I think we need to, to, to look more into the whole picture. Sister Katie says outside the capital, Nukualofa, many people don't understand what is going on. That may have contributed to the low turnout, which saw only 48% of the total electoral roll of 67,000 actually vote. <laughs> At this polling station, there was an observer from the University of the South Pacific, Ani Vaikuni. There are 1,200 voters who are supposed to do the voting today at this um, section. But if we will get the 600 voters today, that would be a big vote for this um, polling section in here. So it means there are still people were still floating. They don't make the effort to turn up and do the voting today. They just, you know, I don't know whether it's very important to them or they just treat it as doesn't really matter whether they show up or not. Ms Vaikuni says the low turnout shows the entire voting system needs to be revamped for political change to succeed, including possibly a new system of electorates and a law to enforce voting. Both these things are being looked at by the government. At present, candidates stand to represent an island, which gives them a broad base of possible voters, and there is no requirement to live there. An electorate-based system would see candidates having to secure support from a smaller geographic area with fewer voters, along with a residency requirement. Akalisi Pohiva says while he wants political change, dividing Tonga into electorates is not a priority. Between now and say in the next 
five years or so, or six years or so, members of parliament will look at it. I think they will try to amend or to review you know, the existing uh, structure, and they may come up with something different. Given the popularity of his colleagues across the whole country, it's easy to understand why Mr Pohiva is happy for the status quo on this score. The unsuccessful female campaigner, Meli Amanaki, a member of the Pohiva camp, says electorates are a bad idea. She says a blood link is all that is needed to stand for an island seat, even if the candidate lives elsewhere. As long you are from Hapai, that your ancestors are from Hapai, that you, I, I believe that, so that you have some connections to the people, you have some ties to them where you can feel for them. Because the, the Tongan people have got a very strong blood in binding them. So if my ancestors, my parents, my grandparents are from Vavau, I would feel more for the Vavau people. Even though I'm here in Tong, we are very proud of our identity. So I don't believe that the, the MPs should leave, should leave on the island or their constituencies. Ms. Amanaki says all that matters is that people get a democratic government. But a new concerned citizens group, formed only five weeks ago, is challenging the Poheva camp to provide policies and a plan for the future rather than slogans. A member of the group, Tukia Tatufu, says all she wants from the pro-democracy MPs are policies. Why are they popular? What, what policies have they implemented or are promoting that would benefit um, the community, that would benefit the youth, that would benefit... And not one person has told me that one single positive policy that they have um, implemented or, or lobbied for. They, no one. Mrs Tatufu says the government proposal of electorates might make the pro-democracy MPs more accountable to voters. What they're proposing to do for 2010 is to have the election representatives Ge from different districts. That's, that's what government is proposing. Now, Akilisi are totally against this to have representatives from the Eastern District, representing from the Western District, from the Central uh, Districts. That's what government is looking at to change the way of election so that they can represent what the pertinent issues to those districts, whether it's the, um, you know, the, the land with the water, what you call it, the erosion of the land out at the, Western. But see, those, those guys, if they are promoting democracy, they, they're totally against that. Because they know if, they, if that happens, they will not get in. Because they're all from the one district, that means they will have to compete with each other. Mrs Tatufu says most people don't understand the impact that greater democracy may bring. For Posima Afiaki, a conservative farmer who exports coconut oil and vanilla beans, a lot of work needs to be done to make sure political change is smooth. Mr Afiaki says a lot of strategic work is needed, and he's not sure Mr Pohiva and his colleagues grasp that. You know, you can't have the so-called democracy where everybody is equal, and your Tongatapu people have three votes, and you and Ewa only have one. You know, that sort of says that Tongatapu people are three times more valuable than Ewa and Niwa. So 
patently unfair. That's one of the many things we're going to have to look at in the next two years, 2009-2010, sorting that out. And my question there to Akarisi is, how would you sort that out? Right? Why, as your Tonga Tapa people have three times value of growth of the newers and, and the elders, are they better Tongans? Are they different Tongans? There are more Tongans than Tangatapu. However, uh, the way to, to sort that, as you're saying, is that you should have the same number of votes for all citizens. Right? That's, that's what democracy is about, essentially. This is the accountability and transparency thing. Um, so then the question is, how do you, how do you sort out that disparity? Right? Um, and the, the simple way, which is adopted in most other democracies, is you have one small electorate per her representative. So Tongatapu then gets split up into many small electorates, right, and you are accountable to your small electorate. Mr Afayaki says the only way to bring equality to the smaller islands of Hapai, Vavau, Ewa and the two newers is a new electorate system. Just as you point the finger at government right, to be accountable, then you too must be accountable, not to a great big mass, but to a small group, right, who will tell you their particular concerns. Right, so Helen Clark is accountable to is it Mount Albert, yeah, Mount Albert, um, despite her being the Prime Minister of New Zealand. If she doesn't sort out, you know, what people want in her electorate, make them happy, satisfied, uh, she falls in the next election. That's it, by Helen, right? By Prime Minister of New Zealand. Right? That's how it works. Mr. Afayaki says, for many, democracy is not a priority, no matter what Mr. Pohiva believes, especially when many people remain devastated by the riot. At the Makiti Talamahua Nukualofa, where buildings were burned during the violence, this woman gave me her views. It seems very poor to us Tongans that we, we have no. Um, big stores and all the things that we've had before, it's all gone. When they had the riot and they burned down the supermarket and everything, Mm -hmm. what did you think about that? It shouldn't be like that. Because maybe the people, they don't want all the things to burn down. But maybe some, some few adults... They, they did that. And we don't know why, why. We don't know why. Everything burned down. It's a great thing to come up again, to build a new, new buildings. And Do you think with the elections that's just been and everybody talking about democracy, you might see some changes here? Maybe. I have no idea about it. Despite the pressure from the pro-democracy movement to move on the reform more quickly, the Prime Minister, Felitti Savelli, is relaxed about the election results. They're not unexpected. Uh, they follow previous uh, patterns of, uh, of previous years. And uh, for this election, of course, uh, it's, uh, it's not a, a question of deciding on an issue um, as government and parliament uh, have decided that the political reforms will continue and a timetable set for the new um, parliamentary structure and composition to uh, 
come into operation after the election scheduled for 2010. The pro-reformers want an election under a new system later this year, but Dr Savelli says that's impossible given the huge number of changes needed, including a rewrite of the constitution. You've got to look at what are the changes that are necessary, what are the amendments that will have to be made, and also look at the, like the 17, how we are going to allocate that in terms of constituencies. Some people think it's, it's a matter of just dividing up a territory and a piece of paper. There are a lot of other issues that we've got to look at. Dr Savelli says Tonga is going to change, but it does need time. But the drive for political reform is not about to go away. On August the 1st, King George Tupo V will be crowned, an event that's likely to fuel the calls to limit his powers. That programme was written and presented by Richard Palmatato. Technical production was by Nick Shave and Insight's executive producer is Sue Ingram.